Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Becoming Unassailable podcast. This podcast is all about eliminating dysfunction and creating alignment on your leadership team so that your organization can thrive amidst change and disruption by embracing forward change together. My name is Mark Kenny, speaker, author, strategic advisor, and each episode will tackle a challenge that is keeping your executive or leadership team from embracing forward change together as a team. In this episode, we're going to talk about what is perhaps my favorite topic. In fact, it is almost the reason I got into the work that I do in the first place, and that topic is alignment. So if you're experiencing misalignment, confusion, maybe politics or silos between executive team members, between departments, between levels of the organization, this episode is for you. And I have brought in the best today. My guest today is Michelle Herline. Michelle is currently the Chief Administrative Officer for Barge Design Solutions. Previously, she was a Vice President at Bridgestone Solutions. Michelle is an expert at this. She helped Barge Design obtain a Great Place to Work certification. She has been recognized as HR Executive of the Year, as a woman of influence. She is a senior consultant with Thrivance, which is a consulting arm of Barge. Trust me, Michelle knows what she's talking about, and you can read more about her bio in the show notes. She is going to share with us a simple process and some simple actions to create alignment on your executive team and across the organization. Before we get started, please take a moment, subscribe to this podcast, share it with somebody else, and let's get on to the conversation. Michelle Herline, thank you for joining me today. How are you thank doing? Thank you for having me, Mark. You are welcome. So question for you, what is a significant challenge that you see as preventing leadership teams and their organizations from embracing forward change together? I think uh, together is the key word in that question. And I would say that it is about alignment and it's not only alignment of the team, it's alignment of the people in the organization along with the other important elements of designing an organization. So um, tell me a little bit more about the word alignment. Like what does that, what does that mean? Like an org, like let's take a team, like a team that is aligned, what does that look like? What does that feel like? So um, alignment really means that you're all on the same page. You're in agreement. You're in an alliance. I sometimes liken it to being in a boat, all rowing in the same direction. So if you all understand the destination you want to get to, you all agree that that's the destination you want to get to, you're in sync with how you're moving your paddles, you're going to get to your destination. But if one person wants to go one way and another person wants to go to a, a second destination and one person's rowing forward and the other person's rowing backwards, you're going to end up going in circles and you're not going to reach your results of what you want. Mm -hmm. So alignment is really making sure that everyone's on the same page and moving in the same direction. And it sounds easy, but it really isn't. And it's something that, oh. that a lot of leaders don't know how to do. Yes. But uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm picturing a lot of people listening to this, Michelle, that are like, oh man, yes, we need that. We're not aligned. Yes. I'm not sure exactly what to do, what to do next. So so let's go there. Um, th let's take that from a couple angles. I, I love this topic. So let, let's say a team, maybe a leadership team 
what are some of the hows? How do we get aligned? So uh, again, I said it's about aligning not only the people, but the rest of the organization. And so the first step is making sure that the leaders in an organization all share a common purpose. They understand like, why are we in this business? Why do we exist? They share a common vision, meaning where is it that we wanna go? And then they share common values. And the values are, how are we gonna behave in terms of getting to our destination? So those are critical. And I know lots of organizations um, have mission, vision, and value statements, and they hang on a wall. You know, they hang on a wall. It yes. became a trend, you know, I think in the 90s, it became with the book Built to Last. Um, it became a trend that, that companies that are built to last have purpose statements and vision statements and strong values. So uh, lots of companies raced out to do this, and it was more um, of a kind of a band-aid approach to things as, as opposed to a real substantial, meaningful um, integration of that into the organization. So instead of building alignment, companies that created purpose, vision, and value statements and hung them on conference walls, but didn't align the organization around them, built cynicism in the company instead of built collectiveness and camaraderie and commitment to the company. So the Boy. first is to make sure that the team has the shared and common um, purpose, vision, and values. And then you have to align the organization around that. And that's the hard part. That's the How hard do you part. make sure, okay, so the team creates them. Mm -hmm. How do you make sure that the team is embracing them? Like, okay, we created it, maybe you know, we're, we're done. We, we don't want to just hang them on a wall, but we've got to model it ourselves as a team, right? Yes. So how do we make sure that that, like, if I'm the leader of that team, I'm the CEO or, or whoever. Yes. How do I make sure that my team is embracing it? How do I align my team? First of all, I think that's the secret sauce, honestly. So I have been part of three different organizations that have done this working with their CEOs. And when they move beyond the purpose, vision, values, and really establish um, the reinforcement of it in the organization. That is when they begin to see results, incredible results that follow. So the secret sauce is making sure that you're structured around your purpose, vision, values. It, your strategy is a strategy that's helping you to achieve your purpose, vision, values. And then you need to make sure that your decision-making processes, your, the way you share information, the way you develop people, and the way you reward people are all aligned around what you want to accomplish. And that's the part, that's the hard part because it doesn't happen overnight. And it's the part that, uh, some, it, that gets missed so that you're not driving the behaviors. It, it, when you align the other elements of the organization around your purpose, vision, and values, that drives the behaviors, the collective behaviors that result. Got it. That makes total sense. Um, and I'm thinking here as you're saying that, you know, like, yes, yes, yes. It sounds so simple, but not. It's not. Not, not easy. Like, it's not so easy. If I'm just starting off, of, <laughs> what's that? I was going to say it's not easy because a lot of leaders. Um, they they're getting their opportunity, right? They're get, they're now in a position and they're getting their opportunity to lead. 
and it becomes mm. more, they become more leader centric about what I want to accomplish instead of more culture centric about what we want to accomplish. Right. So that flip needs to happen mm. where then you can collectively work on what's good for the organization instead of what's good for me personally as a leader. So let's say that I'm the leader and we've created this, these, um, you know, purpose, vision, um, we've, and values. I couldn't read my own handwriting there, Michelle. And I couldn't remember. I'm too old to remember what I just wrote down. Anyways, um, and, you know, two weeks later, someone on my, on my team just isn't, it, it's like we never had the meeting. Mm-hmm. How do I deal with a situation like that? Yeah. Well, you have to abide by it. Like you have to support it. So for example, at the first company, Bandag Incorporated, we called them our guiding principles. When I worked at Bridgestone, um, and I believe Gary talked about this, we created the rules of the road. And we did that, 150 leaders came together and we created the rules of the road. And at Barge, we call it our CARES model. So it's it's different. It's not the same for every organization. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't, Um, duplicate. You can't just pick up what one company is doing and then put it in your company. It has to be really authentic to what your leaders and what your company is about. So then when it's ingrained, if people are not behaving in ways that align with your purposes and values, that has to be reinforced. I've talked with um, every single CEO that I've worked with and others that I've talked to, when they are trying to create change and I asked them the question, if you look back now, what would you do differently? They said that if leaders were, if their leaders were not on board with where they were wanting to go, they would have addressed that sooner rather than later. Most of them wait a year or two and give them opportunities. And every single leader says, I'd give them six months. And if they're not on board, aligned to where we're going, then they need to leave the organization because they really become a detractor. Uh, for what you're trying to accomplish. And the group they're leading, they're going to feel about the the future, you know, about the purpose, vision, values, and strategy that the leader does. So it's not just a person who is detracting from the effort. Their whole group that they're responsible for is going to think about it the way they think about it. So it's a whole portion of the organization that's not aligned. So it, it definitely needs to be addressed and it has to be set up in behavioral terms. And I had one leader I worked with and he, he once said, I have all day if someone doesn't understand where we're going and why, and I will talk with you and explain that to you. But if we get to a point where you understand where we're going, you understand why we're doing it, but you disagree with it, then you need to go to a different company because we're not changing where we're going. So a, a stance needs to be made and um, people need to be held accountable to it. Because it's that important. It's that important. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really interesting, Michelle. And it, what makes me think is like, you know, this leader isn't on board. So their whole organization isn't on board. Right. But then people down there are interacting with people in other organizations. So now they're exactly. hearing different things. And boy, that that really does have a significant impact. Yes. And that's how that cynicism is created. You know, that's where 
it's like, do we really, do we really believe in this? Uh, you know, I see them over there behaving in different ways that are not in alignment to what we're saying is important for our company. And so there's a disbelief. And what, what you really want is believers, you know, great leaders mm -hmm. have believers. They believe in where you're taking them. They believe in why we're doing what we're doing and, and where we're going to go. And they believe in the, the way we're going to get there, the values of the company. We've mm -hmm. been able to attract a lot of people um, to my current company at Barge Design Solutions because they really want to be part of an authentic organization that really cares about the culture and the people. They don't want to be a number or a cog in a wheel. I'm glad you said that, Michelle, because I've been telling people that, yeah, there's this retention and turnover problem, but not with everybody. Right. Like people want to be part of something. They're looking for something authentic. I, I love that word. That's right. So, so going back to the leader, I'm picking up on three things from what you've said that they need to do. One is, it sounds like they need to communicate like crazy. Like they need to this is what we're about. This is our purpose, okay. our vision, our values. And like, almost like that is their job. Cause it's so easy to get into the tactical realm, but their job yeah. is to get everybody to on board. That, is that right? Yes, that is. And I'm glad you brought that up as well, Mark, because a lot, I also hear a lot of leaders saying, well, I've already told everybody what it is. Uh, and they expect people to remember. Uh, but one, just in a main communication, you usually have to tell people seven to 10 times and through different mediums like email, you know, video, uh, conversation, you know, reinforcement on the intranet or digital signage. You need to let people know things in different ways and multiple times before they can really understand it. Mm -hmm. And when it's something as important as your purpose, your vision, your values, and your strategies, those need to be continually reinforced. And one way that we do that in Barge um, is we have uh, at the beginning of every meeting, we put our purpose and our vision and our values up on the agenda. And then we take a moment and say, what are some examples, you know, the past month since our last meeting where we have seen our purpose or our vision or our values lived out in our organization? And then people start talking about examples that they've seen the past, you know, since the last meeting. And it makes it come alive. It not only reminds mm -hmm. people about what's important to us, but it, it makes it come alive where you can actually see what it looks like uh, when it's happening. And then we also take, you know, companies do safety moments all the time. In our meetings, we do a safety moment, but we also have a purpose moment and a values moment and a uh, vision moment and we rotate who creates those. So we really make sure that it's something that's ingrained into um, how we work and ingrained into the DNA of the organization and that people feel it and, and really experience it being lived out in the company. And that's how you get the alignment um, to those elements. Love that. Yeah. I've oftentimes I'm working with someone, they'll have like a playbook, but I haven't, I love the, the thing of, but give me an example where this is played out because mm -hmm. that really does make it come alive. That's a great, that's a great idea. Um, Cause that's intentional and, and, and thoughtful. And I was going to ask, like you've created these, like, how do you keep it in front of people, even your own team? And it, it just, I think mm -hmm. you just answered that is every meeting we're putting it up. Like that's how we start off our meetings. Is that what I heard you say? Yeah. 
And then the values piece of it, um, because the values really are, um, it's what you tolerate is what you get, you know, Mm -hmm. and even in um, uh, some of the Jack Walsh books from GE, he talked about one of the hardest decisions to make is an individual who is getting results, but not behaving in ways that align with the corporate values. Yes. And that's, that's challenging. And that's a hard decision for leaders to make. And uh, my current CEO, Bob Higgins, talks about how it, you know, that's the baseline. You're, if you're not living our values in this company, it doesn't matter. You don't belong in this company. And we have put in place um, for hiring, we have a culture screen. So everyone goes through a culture fit screen before they even make it to the interview process. Our performance management process Uh, We've aligned that to make it a forward-looking instead of a backward-looking process, and we call it Performance Navigator. So it's all about navigating people's um, success, really, in the company. And in that process, it's not just about your work goals, it's about your development goals. And mid-year, every employee has a check-in on how they're living the values, and they get feedback on what they're doing well, what they could improve upon. And then we also have what we call, our values are, is um, called the CARES model. So it's collaborate, authentic, responsible, um, service, excellence and service that spells out CARES. And we have what we call a CARES spotlight where every employee is a peer-to-peer recognition. So this is another reinforcement where if, someone has demonstrated one of our values uh, and anyone can give a care spotlight to recognize that person for living one of the values. And that's put on our intranet site so everyone can see who's nominated and it reinforces what the values look like in behavioral terms. And then once a quarter, we pick um, a winner and they get a, you know, a CARES award and a little monetary value. Cool. Um, but the practical stuff is just flowing out, Michelle. I know people are yeah. going to love this. Let me ask you a couple questions from a different perspective. Okay. Let, let's say I am the leader of a department, engineering department, whatever it is. And my senior leadership team, maybe I'm even a part of it, but that team just has, it just isn't on board with this, but I want to do it for my department. I want to be sure that we're aligned. Could you talk to that person a little bit and how they should approach that situation? Yes, that's a difficult situation to be in because that would be a situation where where that leader of a department probably is not getting what they need. You know, they're not getting that support or that direction or that alignment from their leader, but mm-hmm. they want to make sure that the people they're responsible for are having a good experience. And you can take that down to that level. So, so for example, at Barge, we have a corporate purpose, vision, values, and and strategy. And then, uh, like, I just took my team. I'm responsible for marketing, accounting, uh, HR, and uh, communications and administration. And I just took the leaders of all those groups off-site. And we talked about why are why do we exist within the greater barge so what is our purpose within barge and what do we want to be for the company Uh, and what is important for us in terms of our values to be successful so you can create that within a, a part of the organization as well and if you're not getting 
getting that alignment from your boss, you can still create that alignment within your team and for your team. So if I am getting it, I still, um, if, if I'm hearing it right, I still want to do it, but it needs to be aligned with what is, what is coming down, but how do yes. we fit into that? And if mm-hmm. I'm not going to, if I'm not getting it, I still want to do it. Um, yes. And we want to, it's the as same best process. It's mm-hmm. the same process, big and small. And I, I talk about um, it's, there's vertical and horizontal alignment. So the horizontal alignment means that every department, every business, every, you know, aspect of the company is aligned across. Um, Vertical alignment is the alignment down. And that's where you might have a disconnect with what's above you, but it doesn't mean that you can't create the same alignment and energy uh, with the people that you're responsible for. It just puts that, that leader in a more difficult situation. Right. So maybe a way to put it would be that leader, it's still your job to do this and communicate and maybe focus on controlling what you can control and not that's, worrying yeah, about that's what you can't control. That's a great way control. to put it, Mark. That's great. Um, so what, one other question I was curious about as we wrap up, and that is, so, so you talked about uh, purpose, vision, values. You mentioned strategy later on. Is, is there anything you can say about, like, as we're, as we're creating priorities and strategy, how to align that? Is it the same thing? How, how do we keep everyone aligned so we're all heading in the same direction from a strategy or even a tactical standpoint? Yes. And strategy is like this big word that sometimes people think is um, th- that it's uh, it's hard to reach. You know, it's hard to understand. Yeah, right. But strategy is, I always say, have between two and five things, you know, big things that there's a there's probably a hundred things that you could do but if you're wanting to achieve your vision, what are the two to five things that you need to be doing in the next three years to accomplish it? And then if you get down to the more tactical, what is that bite of that elephant you're going to do this year? And being really mm-hmm. clear about it, being simple about it, and and then re, revisiting it to make sure it's online because are still, I guess, relevant. Too many times what happens is opportunities come up throughout the year and we've heard the term whiplash leadership. We're going to go this way and now we're going to go this way. And if we pick the main things, you know, if you pick two to five main priorities and really consistently go after those main priorities um, and take, you know, a bit at a time, you can accomplish it. But if you keep changing what your priorities are, or if you have too many main things, you really have no main thing. So you really need to get, um, clarify what you believe is going to get you to where you want to go, write out what that is, communicate what that is and stick to it. And if there is a need to change on a review, change it and explain why, but don't keep changing what's important quarter after quarter. It really is not that complicated, but it really does take a lot of effort and intentionality yes. to, to do to do this. And I'm thinking of the person that's hearing what you just said about strategy and like, ah, we can align around that. Let's go do that. But I guess what I'm thinking is if you're not also aligning around purpose, vision, and values, then you're going to have a hard time if you're yes. not doing both of those. All of those things need to be aligned because you don't want 
You don't want to go do something from a strategic perspective that is different from who you are, your purpose. That's your true north. And you've seen companies do that over and over. They get away from their core. They get away from who they are and they spread that they differentiate so much. They spread themselves too thin that they're the whole company starts being diluted as opposed to sticking to, you know, who you are and what you want to be. That never happens, Michelle. Nobody (laughs) wants to, there's no bright, shiny object syndrome. That's, that's cool. Great conversation, Michelle. Thank you so much. I, I, were you there when uh, Gary was there at, at Bridgestone? Gary yes, was, I worked was very closely with Gary. and <laughs> I did not uh, put those two together. Yeah, worked very closely with Gary um, and Eduardo, and we worked together to uh, create the culture change and the change of innovation and create the roles of the road. That is pretty cool. For And for those yeah. of you listening, there's a previous episode by Gary Garfield, former CEO of Bridgestone America. So you want to catch that as as well. And I I knew you worked at Bridgestone, but I didn't put two and two together that you were with them at the same time. Yeah. Um, great conversation. Thank you for sharing your insights. T- um, give me tell us a little bit what you're doing now. Uh, if if you want people, if how people could reach out to you, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, Michelle. Yeah, that's great. Um, I so now I am at Barge Design Solutions. I've been there for uh, been here for eight years, and I am the chief administration officer. At Barge. And the exciting thing is uh, just this year, we launched a management consulting firm called Thrivance. So while I'm full-time at Barge, I am also a senior consultant at Thrivance. So if you're interested, and and we have lots of other capability at Thrivance, we're focused on um, strategy, leadership development, and also um, technology management. So we have lots of uh, great consultants. And if you're interested in support, uh, with anything related to strategy, leadership, or um, technology, uh, Thrivance can help you. And you can find us on our website or reach out to me d- directly and I can get you in touch. And I will put the website and um, some contact info in the show notes for those of you listening to this. Michelle, thank you so much. Wonderful conversation. Thank you for your insights and also just practical, practical ways to go about it. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. It's good to see you again and chat with you. Hope you You have a great day. You as well.